know that there's apple jelly? Ew. I just found that out yesterday. I don't like that. Do you, so, do you like the apple jelly? No, I never tried it. So we were all really stoned on, and it was me, Cody, and Brian, and we were just on the Smucker's website looking at the stuff you can buy at all the different jellies you can buy and shit. They had apple jelly? Yeah, you, you can get a personalized jar of jelly with your own picture on it. That's actually kind of cute. Yeah. Do you guys want to do a band jelly? Yeah, hell yeah. Do I mean, there's like, it's like 10 bucks a jar, which kind of sucks. Just have it on our merch table. Yeah. If we buy a bunch of jars for 10 bucks a jar and sell them for now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Now we're capitalists. <laughs> you also get Jif if you if you're more of a peanut butter boy. Oh, I'm girl. more of a peanut butter boy. Me too. Okay. So that yeah. eat because I'll just eat spoonfuls of peanut butter. That's the thing. Same. Peanut butter yeah, and graham so. crackers with a cup of milk. Fucks. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I just get the Ritz and oh I just God, like dip know. it in the peanut butter. Oh yeah, that's good too. Ritz and yeah. yeah. What Shelby? What's going on? What the fuck? It's an exclamation mark. I'm talking it up to the fact that I have new tires. Yeah, that's usually the um when you get new tires because that's like the like tire um the air light, right? I don't know. I just see an exclamation mark. Yeah, because usually usually when I get new new tires, the exclamation mark air thing pops on because it's not used to yeah, like it, a... it hasn't sensed it properly yet, so it's kind of like wait, what's going on? My car is like wow, your car is driving. <laughs> so how's everybody doing? I'm doing better now that I'm home. Yeah. Good. That's good. I'm doing good. Very good, Eric. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I feel like I had like not a stomach flu. I don't know what it was. My digestion was all fucked up this morning. So, ooh, that's a good background. <laughs> um, but, but now I'm feeling better, which is cool. I officially yeah. started going to therapy, so that's also good. Well, that's good. That's great. Um, Are you 29? Am I 29? It was a, that was a, there's a cold rack song. It's called like, Therapy. I'm 29, I'll start going to therapy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I'm a couple years, a couple years early. Um, But no, I'm good. I cleaned today, which is cool. Um, We did a nostalgia episode last night, which was fun. Cool. Um, what else is happening in my life? That new Mercy music song fucks. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I I'm le- I'm legitimately like I know they have like 8,000 followers or whatever, but I really think they are one of the most underrated bands. Like yeah. they make music that should be worldwide radio hits. Like they yeah. they make music that to me and I don't know if they like or dislike this band, but in general as far as like fame level reminds me of the music that the the same vein that like dookie was for green day i feel like they're making a caliber of that that will blow them the fuck up Uh what oh you sounded like a robot for a second but i do agree even with the stuff that i didn't hear because i fucking love them yeah it's i just i feel like this record that they're about to put out is gonna be the one yeah somebody's somebody with some sort of credibility in the genre or in music in general that's also a good background jake it's the lighthouse from the lighthouse 
um, somebody with some sort of credible background is going to see them and be like, well, what is even credible background? That means nothing. But somebody with power is going to see them and be like, yeah, you're it. Let's go. And then they're going to just do it. And that's going to be it. Because they're like musicianship wise, they're all so incredibly fluent at their instrument. Songwriting wise, it's so impactful and intense. And just from a catchiness perspective, what the fuck? Like, it's just really good. Yeah. I, as, as a three-piece, three also. That's also... That's the best thing about him, is that there's the three-piece aspect where you're like, fuck, man, like, how are you so good? Like, well, when he plays those guitar leads while also singing, I'm like, go away. <laughs> like, yeah. Just... I, always, I, always, uh, I always call it, like, the rush factor when it's, like, a three-piece that's really good, because it's like, oh, three super talented people all in one band? Like, fuck off. Yeah. So that's very much Mercy music. So, yeah, yeah I'm... I'm impressed. I'm also like, I mean, I've been impressed, but I just, I can't wait for that record, especially if this single is a reflection of what could be on that record. That single is so good. I just listened to it a few times before we got on again. And it's been a long time since they've released something. I think their last release was in 2018. Yeah. Their last Uh, release came out before Sad Girls Club even started. Yeah. So this is long overdue. I know. They're so cool. And they're so nice, too. They're just, like, good guys. Yeah. And a good band. Man. If they, if you guys are listening to this for whatever reason, um, take us on tour. <laughs> oh, are, are, are we recording? <laughs> I started recording a little while ago. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just cut whatever. I, I, I just, that, cause that's, I'll, just, I'll just hit recording and then end up yeah. cutting whatever. But yeah, if you're listening to this for whatever reason you're listening to the Lousy Advice podcast, um, take us on tour. We love you guys, oh, yeah. and we would love to tour with y'all. I'm just nodding my head, which I realize isn't good for an audio like medium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a physical notion of agreement. Yep. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like in the past month I have gotten much more socially. What do you mean? Like, yeah, like I, I have see a that. very hard time being like I really push it, especially because you know that girl is releasing stuff, lousy is perpetually releasing stuff, which I love. So I try to have that internet presence, but uh. it has been very hard. It's oh. been very hard to like even responding to like text messages and group chats and stuff. It's been like yeah. I feel weird. I don't know. Oh, same. I I feel that. I mean, I feel like I'm just a perpetual. Um, introvert i don't i don't know i feel like when i have to be social i can blossom but immediately if i find an opportunity to leave i will yeah Yeah. so but i i do i i feel like more often than not i don't like being around people in general so i get it i feel like this is just a long extension of just not being around people which i miss some folks but part of me is like happy to not see people yeah you know. Yeah, there's definitely people who I'm not sad that I'm not going to have to hug them goodbye. And by have to hug them, I mean they're going to see me be like, oh. Oh, as far yeah. as like moving to San Diego? As far as like leaving, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is going to be nice to just like pack everything, go, and then be like, oh, let's go get a drink. Be like, I don't live there anymore, queen. <laughs> Like, I'm ready to Irish goodbye the fuck out of this city. <laughs> oh, my God. 
not in a mean yeah. way, obviously, but it's just very much no, like. No, but honestly, I, if you know, you know. Yeah. And if you don't, then there's a reason. It's it's my so time. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just time to leave to leave the party, and I'm really excited to do that without saying goodbye. Also, did I tell you guys I officially deleted my Facebook? You did tell me that. Congratulations. Thank you. That was a few weeks ago. I think it like officially because yeah. there's like the deactivate it, but I like I was like no delete yeah, like, everything. I don't want to be on this. Yeah. Good for you. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It was just so messy and i already get enough messy shit on twitter so i'm like i don't oh i struggle with that because from an anxiety perspective facebook gives me a lot of anxiety much more than any other like platform Uh but as a band perspective i know that it's hard to be successful without all of the channels yeah oh 100 percent. yeah yeah that's the thing though is like i think that's the only down not downfall, but like I guess downfall of deleting the Facebook is not having access to like the Pages app to be able to like oversee the lousy page or the the sad girls page. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, you can always lean on us to do that. Yeah, and I'll do Instagram shit. Eric and I have been watching, going through all of the Studio Ghibli movies. Oh yeah. Which has been really fun and nice. Yeah, we did. Um. Because we haven't really seen a lot of them, um, but I think previously I'd seen... We went and saw Spirited Away in theaters, and I yeah. think I'd seen Kiki's Delivery Service previously and Howl's Moving Cal- Castle previously, but both, like, it's been a long time since I've seen those. So we're going through... Yeah. So we watched um, Castle in the Sky, which was fantastic. Yeah, that, that one's great. It's so good. And then we watched Princess Mononoke, which might be my favorite. That's probably the best one. It's fucking great. Just from it's not like, my favorite, but it's probably the best one. It's so good. And I was so surprised by the violence. Because I know it's oh, the most violent yeah. or the most yeah. graphically violent. Um, so I was like super taken aback by that. But as a story, it was like really, really well done. And then we watched um Ponyo uh this last weekend. Yeah. It was very it was very sweet. I mean it was it's kind of like I don't know if it really had a story. <laughs> there's a lot. There's. Wait, do you know who's in Ponyo, though? Do you know who the voices for that movie are? The oh, the American voices. It's yeah, it's Miley Cyrus's little sister. No, I. And Tina Fey. Jonas Brothers' little brother. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that because I knew. Oh, I guess I knew Noah Cyrus. I didn't know um the Jonas Brothers' little brother. But I yeah, also. Frankie Jonas. But also, uh, Tina Fey plays the mom, and like a couple other folks are in it. Um, that's maybe um, my like least favorite Miyazaki one. Oh, really? Yeah, I... it's just kind of like I don't know. It's just because because I I actually like The Wind Rises a lot, which is maybe his most like underrated one. I haven't seen that one. Uh, that which is the, it's it's his most recent one that he did. The um, is that the one about the, the ghost? One... No, it's the one about the guy who uh, designed the airplanes. <gasps> oh, that looks good. Oh, yeah, that one's really good. The, <gasps> like like wait. That's not por- that's not Porco, right? No, but I love Porco Rosso. I want to great. That's <laughs> the next one on our list. That one's fantastic. I love that one. Yeah. So <laughs> if so it's not already on your list. You should also watch the Cat Returns. Yeah, yes. Returns, so yeah. we, I think we have. So I I signed up for HBO Max, and HBO Max has all of the Studio Ghibli films. I think. 
Yeah, yep, yep, they do. Yeah, and so now that we have that, I'm like, oh, well, let's just go through them. Because we have, like, half of them on Blu-ray, and we were going to do it that way, but now that we have the streaming service, I'm like, it's easier this way. Let's just do it. Because I got the the HBO Max app because – do you guys watch Search Party? No, I love this. Fuck. Okay. It's a... Oh my god, this is the show you showed me, right? Yeah. It's with Aaliyah Shawkat. Um Charles Rogers is a comedian. He wrote and directed it. A ton of um really solid comedians are in it. Um it's fun. It's like it's a dark comedy. Uh John Early's in it. He's fantastic. It was on TBS the first two seasons, but it got um I think HBO absorbed it or oh, I don't know how it happened, but they ended up being, they're going to put, be putting season three on HBO max. So when the app launched, that was like one of the title releases. So I got it. Cause I, yeah. I needed to see that show. Cause it's really fucking great. And I think season four is going to come out soon. They recorded both. They're both done. But anyways, it's a great show. You should watch it. Search party. It's fantastic. I could not remember what that was called for the life of me. Cause you and Eric showed it to me Yeah. when I was staying with you guys for like, I stayed the night or something. Yeah. And we were watching it, and I think I watched like six episodes, and I totally forgot about it. It's it's a great show, right? Like it's so. It's great. It's very funny. Just also just that first season is just so like this girl is just so bored with her life and like needs something, so she ends up like, it's this girl goes missing essentially, and she's like my friend, and they're like you didn't know her, like she's like well we were acquaintances, yeah. and she like, kind of like internalizes this other person's struggle as a means to give herself a personality in this weird way so she ends up like trying to track her down it's this whole thing and it's a fucking mess and she's a mess of a person but she ends up dragging all of her friends into it with her and it is toxic and very funny (laughs) yeah and ultimately they end up all being like really fucked but um it's a cool show later cola skull is in it which is great sabrina jalice is also in it i think she also wrote an episode which is great um John Early's ex-boyfriend, what's his name? Jordan Firstman. He also, I think, wrote uh, several episodes. Is also in it. Um, it's just really great. Oh, um, who's Cola Scola's? Uh, Cola Scola and this some other gay did a YouTube series together. Jeffrey, no, not Jeffrey. He was Tina Fey's nephew on Thirty Rock, who comes to the city because he's gay. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. I've never, name. yeah, I've never seen Thunder Rock. Jeffrey Self. Boom. Okay. Oh, there Anyways, you go. he's in it. He's also very funny. It's just a lot of really fun uh, queer comedians uh, writing a really fucked up show. I've been talking <laughs> about the show a long time. Anyways, it's good. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've been taking in a lot of really good media. I have. Oh, yeah. and. I also finished my second drafts for my writing submission. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give them one more pass, and then I'm going to officially submit, because I've already done the essay questions and everything. Mm. And the submission closes on the first, so I've got a couple weeks. But I've got a really good... Uh, I don't know. Do I have a really good feeling about it? I don't fucking know. What does that even <laughs> mean? Like, ugh, whatever. I am really excited that I'm writing again, and I'm really proud of it. Jake, feeling good is relative. It is so relative, right? Like, what does that even mean? You guys, I'm losing Hello? Yeah, I keep hearing, like, the robot voices. Oh. Oh, Oh, that's because I'm a robot now. Yeah, he actually converted. Yeah. You know what? I can relate. I merged with the, uh, what's it called? With the cosmos. 
with yeah. the, I merged with the convergence. The si- wait, <laughs> not the simulation. What is fuck? I've also been listening to this dumbass uh, podcast um, about conspiracies, and it's been really great. You're thinking of uh, the um, what's it called? Conspiracies. No, the um, I was tr- trying to think of the word you were you were thinking of. When the it, when robots essentially like outsmart human yeah kind. yeah um, the convergence is the con- singularity singularity is the word yes got yeah. it <laughs> yeah I have uh, ushered in the singularity early um because I was bored so get yeah. ready world anyways I love a good conspiracy theory do a lot of good ones like the Titanic finally, uh, JFK. Oh, Titanic! Yeah, I've seen that one. It's great about the switch about the switched things. Oh, they switched it for a different boat. It's like a different boat. Yeah. It's like a tax write-off. Yeah, yeah. There's that yeah. one. There's also a Mummy's Curse conspiracy, which I just absolutely adore. <laughs> I think that's so fun and funny, and just the most that's silly great. thing. I feel like all I do now is just read and ingest media, which is good. I I suppose is good, right? I don't know. Um, I need that because I feel like I don't ingest any media these days. Yeah. Yeah. Except for right before bed. Uh, well if you want a good uh, silly podcast about conspiracy theories um it's just called conspiracies it's on the podcast network what it's was really that? good that yeah. podcast i listened to at work that one that i was talking about that one day the dark side of is that what it was yes what is that one about again one, it was i listened to one episode of that because i was like it like popped up on my like spotify which i don't even really use to like listen to podcasts at all it just popped up on my thing uh-huh um and it was like what i listened to was like the dark side of nickelodeon because they're doing like an all 90s theme for this season oh, or whatever so they just talked about and what's so, his name's foot fetish remember what, what i like they were doing stuff for like one time on double dare they used expired beans Ew, that's... and it was, like, oh my, it was like oh my god like what a what a controversy what, like, how wild <laughs> and, and, and and there was one where i was like the games on Legend of the Temple, Hidden Temple, were really hard to beat sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are not dark side things. Like, yeah. this, this isn't like, this isn't like the creator of fucking Guts covered up a murder or something like that. Like, yeah, like, that would be like, like, that would be like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I don't want to promote violence, but give me that instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being so... like. Ren and Stimpy was crass sometimes. <laughs> was like, so yeah. I would love to listen to the podcast Eric is listening to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, it's real good. I just listened to the one with uh, the, you guys have heard of the Bohemian Grove. Yeah. So it's yeah. this no. place apparently in a I forget which county. It's just north of is it Sausalito County? Um, just north of San Francisco. Apparently, it's this like twenty-four acre plot of land uh, called the Bohemian Grove that has been there for like the last hundred years. Um, apparently, it's where politicians go to get get away. It's like a like a boys' club. Politicians go, and it's supposed to be like revelry or whatever. So, because it's so secretive and only certain people are allowed into the club, it has all these like conspiracies tied to it. Um, one of the most notable theories is that that is the first place there was a conversation about developing of the atom bomb. And it's actually where Ooh. people are speculating the Manhattan project and in, was initiated amongst oh, really? um, nation leaders at the time. Wow. Yeah. Which is all, it's like all fucked up. That's like the biggest one. One of the others is like, they sacrifice human lives and all this stuff. Like I like 
the this podcast because oftentimes it it like it'll give you one relatively realistic conspiracy and then the other one will be like and this one we'll find out if this man's actually a werewolf and you're like damn let's do it like this is silly so some are silly and some are (laughs) some are real or not like what is even real but uh what is reality at this point but there's a lot of like a lot of good stuff i don't know i like discerning or i like conspiracies because i think it's fun to poke holes in what is generally acceptable truth um but not doing it to the point where i'm just like this is real this probably happened because like again what is reality like i love a good story i love a good naysayer i love a good like alternate take not to say i like devil's advocate because i think that's gross but yeah and just perpetuates white supremacy and power but i do think that um when it comes to conspiracies it's all just stories right like nothing really holds weight as far as validity apart from the ones i will fully say the government just kills people when it's when that person is like inconvenient i think that that's true so like the the assassination assassination ones i'm like oh for sure that's real but everything else i'm like oh i don't know if i believe this it's kind of like the like uh i it's kind of like the like cryptid thing right where it's like if cryptids exist that would be like the coolest thing in the world so you want to like believe it because it's like it's like what if a mothman will be sick like if that was real honestly (laughs) true like absolutely i love conversations about cryptids just in general like how like the jersey devil how fucking scary is that one yeah that one is it's it's so cool and so scary (laughs) and like again you got mothman you got loch ness monster you've got sasquatch or bigfoot or whatever depending on location you ever see the um so so there's one there's a california one right that i'd never heard of before it's like hill people or something like that. Like, hold on. Um, Ooh. It's, it's like a non-dangerous one or something like that. It's like really weird. Do they just look at you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they gross. Just like stare at, you. at that point, I'm like, throw something at me because this is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> like, I need you to break the tension. Throw something at me or leave because I don't like this yeah, stranger staring called, match. They're called the Dark Watchers of California. The Dark Watchers? Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's not the little. Is it the little um trouser no, trouser pants ghosts? No, no. It's 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 like it's like people that stand on like a hill or like a mountain and just stare at you. <laughs> See, that to me is more scary because that just feels like people who are hiding in the night and not necessarily a cryptid. It just seems well, like dangerous folks. We're really going down a rabbit hole here. Do it. Go. Uh, it's it's uh. What makes it weird is is they're like native american poetry and writings that talk about the same phenomenon of like seeing these things like watching them from like far away on hills and mountains and stuff like that specifically in this like region of the world hell yeah hell yeah I love, I, I, I love that shit do you guys know the fresno nightcrawler no no dude oh my god so the fresno nightcrawler this is the pants ghost that i was talking about it's been caught on camera several times they haven't been able to disprove it as a hoax because they don't know what it is. Anyways, it looks like an owl wearing big pants, but pulling up the pants so it looks like they're walking on stilts. Um, if you watch the video, it's actually pretty terrifying, but also kind of cute. Like, they're actually, like, <laughs> super cute. Hold on. I'm going to... I'm Googling it right now. Yeah. Look up the videos. They're so, like... Fucking Fresno B wants me to allow ads on their website? Yeah, no, fuck I'm the not... Fresno B. That's canon. Fuck um, Fresno. Fuck yeah. Fre- I mean, that is canon that's too. also canon. 
Yeah, so they call it the Fresno Nightcrawler. Um, very cute. I don't know. I just think they're hella cute. Like they're kind of scary, but they're more just like little owl puppies. But again, like they ha- they haven't posed a threat to anybody. Oh right? yeah, it looks like it looks like a pair of pants just walking. It's, again, the pants ghost. It looks like a pair of pants <laughs> with big eyes. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's really strange. I know, and that's why I'm like, oh, they look so like malevolent and 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 kind of unobtrusive. They just look very very chill and i'm like i could honestly i love a chill ghost like a ghost who like poses no threat and who really just like wants to exist and talk i'm like let's go like i know you can't pay for therapy tell tell me your story like i want to know about it so for me the fresno nightcrawler is cute and i think the Fresno Nightcrawler being a cute ghost entity is canon um oh man yeah i really like cryptids in general yeah. they're they're one of those things where it's like i want to believe in it and then uh like it would be so cool to be like really bought in on it you know what i mean yeah like there's... it would be sick to be bought in on it like wait bought in what do you mean by bought in as in bought in by being like i'm out here in the woods because i'm 100 percent convinced this is a real thing oh like, okay <laughs> to be like that people? To... yes like that kind of thing that would be great to be in that. i dated well, oh, dating God. is a loose term. You guys I, a lot. when I was 19, sort of dated this guy who, towards the end of our entanglement, if you will, <laughs> uh, which it wasn't that, but I, I don't know what else to call it. Um, you can just say he was a one-night stand who wouldn't go away. Yeah. It wasn't even that, it, but it was just that he started talking about how he genuinely believed that Sasquatch was real and he really wanted to go on a camping trip to try to find him. I mean, and in that same day, told me a story about the time when he was in high school and shit his pants. Oh, like, poor guy. in the hallways. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think I subscribe to the Sasquatch thing, but maybe it's just because I have a bad taste in my mouth from yeah. shitty yeah. pants. And honestly, yeah. honestly, that just sounds like he's looking for some truth in a trauma-filled world. Like, it sounds like his life's not going great. <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. he's just looking for solace in something that that's a, he can that's prove. That's a t-shirt. Right? Oh, I don't know. Searching that's... for truth in a trauma-filled world. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just sounds like he's that's having a, a bad... fucking song right there. <laughs> I mean, Everybody yeah. Everybody steal that. Everything's broken. <laughs> no, it really does just sound like he said. But that I feel the same way as you, Shelby, to some degree. Like, I... Would I be surprised if it existed? No. Would I be surprised if it didn't exist? No. <laughs> like, either way... I'm I'm supportive and on board. I think just the enigmatic nature of something that can't be proved and is only theoretically there, like that whole idea to me is so fun. You know what I mean? I like that people so seriously believe. Same. No, and that's and that to me, like, without without like conspiracy theorists who forever were just like UFOs, UFOs, UFOs we wouldn't be having the government distracting us from their other misdeeds by throwing UFO footage at us. (laughs) You know what I mean? And the person I'm talking about is Tom DeLonge. (laughs) But I think in general, yeah, because there's there's a level of fanaticism that I think can extend itself into a really, like, unhealthy territory for a lot of these. But I think in general, like, why not? Like, it's a fun fun idea. 
But again, exactly. I don't. Exactly. Why I, not? Yeah. And that that really only just goes for like cryptid ideology. I don't want that to blend into conspiracy theories about like vaccines or about how the coronavirus yeah. doesn't exist or yeah, how yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Because I, I mean, that's a whole nother level of conspiracy that I don't ascribe to because it like definitely does cost people their life, uh, which is just messy. Whereas these other things, it it's so inconsequential whether or not they exist, at least with our information now. Right. It's just a fun story. It's like reading a kid's book at that point. I'm about to scream. I think I need to get off the phone. I will text you why later. I will talk to you all later. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Okay. I hope she's okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, no. Shelby. <laughs> you guys. That's recorded, too. I don't like that that was really bad. That <laughs> yeah, seems really, I know. Yeah. That seems like really bad, like something bad is happening. Yeah. Oh man, do I have to cut this? I oh, I hope she's okay. Anyways, we'll find out later. But cryptids, <laughs> cryptids. <laughs> it's just, it's, for me, and I actually share this with Pat, which I think is interesting, is that we're both into like internet-based conspiracies, right? Oh, I find yeah. That to be an, that's an interesting world, like the like dark web stuff and the stuff where it's like, what's really going on yeah, here? Like, like the like, cicada like, kind of all, Yeah. The, the the Skater 3301 is probably the most popular one at this point where it's like, what's going on here? Why are these people doing all this stuff? And it, and the answer that we've gotten is kind of boring, to be honest, where it's, you know, it's about privacy. It's like, that's boring. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like it to me. And that's also what makes makes it a little bit more tricky to like, do I want an answer? Because oftentimes I'm like the the build up is better than the payoff yeah oftentimes i mean unless the payoff's like for fact it's real here's a picture and a video and we've captured it and we're studying it what the fuck is this and i'm like that's crazy i'm so on board give that to me but if it's just like no it was just a big wild dog you're like oh like that's not fun (laughs) that's not fun yeah so in the same way as like it's for internet privacy like some of these online conspiracies yeah and it's like like really this this incredibly enigmatic difficult puzzle that seems endless and seems completely for m- majority of people on earth impossible the whole purpose of its existence is to prove a point about maintaining privacy that that yeah. just seems like girl you can prove your point without this much drama like you really you can get there without all of these bells and whistles. But to be fair, the process seems really fun and cool and like good on those few people who've done it. But well, it's, it's that whole well, and the issue a lot of times that's with the internet stuff that leads to it not being as good of a of an ending a lot of time is a, is a, a lot of times they're like alternate reality games or shit like that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Where it's you know it just ends up being like marketing for something or it's like a story based thing and it's like oh like this oh, is cool. Are you talking about Kanye but- Quest? Well, like a lot of these things, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Kanye Quest thing is kind of interesting. That one's, like, what the hell's going on here? That one was like, fucking wild, though. Because it's not even finished yet. You know, or, or at least nobody has this for sure answer at the end of it, you know what I mean? To be like, what is this about, really? Like, <laughs> Yeah, What what is this? What does this mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then, like, cause some of those specifically will bleed into sort of cultist territory, which yeah. then becomes its own subset of, like, superstitious, um, yeah. I don't know, like... Because at Which that point, that it's not cryptid really iconography. Like... It's just... Because at that point, that seems, like, actually dangerous and scary. That's what draws me towards it, is where I'm like, oh, like, what's going on here? Like, this is potentially real-world dangerous. Like, 
You know, it's 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 not having to believe a Bigfoot exists. It's like having to believe that people are shitty, and that's easy to believe. So, yeah, no, truly, it's easy. Like, <laughs> it's easy to see and credibly document people's um, insidious nature in a lot of times. Yeah. So that yeah. by itself is very scary. So when it comes to like that kind of cult shit, it's like, what was it? What did you send this video to me? It was the one where, um, if you sign up. You go into this like camp. It's like a summer camp. Oh yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was like a Reddit story that somebody told. Yeah. And they kept like stalking the person and, and they shit, had and they to, left. They had to keep moving. Yeah, because when they were there they like weren't allowed to have their phone, they weren't allowed to have their clothes. They would like submerge yeah, yeah, them yeah. in water and it was all this stuff. And they kept extending the date of when they could leave. And at a certain yeah. point he like got a hold of his phone and texted his parents and they came and just like grabbed his shit and ran out as soon as they got there and like the camp counselors chased them. Yeah, and then they camp. came to his fucking house later. Again, this is all a narrative based on Reddit with almost zero substantiative yeah. fact or I mean, anything leading I to mean, it. it. Yeah, it's like one of those same things as um, like let's not meet. If you've ever been to that subreddit, no, you're just taking it on that person's work, which you should listen. Actually, okay, here, here's a shout out. There's a guy who Shelby knows who's from Sacramento. He does a podcast called Let's Not Meet. And what, it, what the Let's Not Meet subreddit is, is it's like true life horror stories, right? Like okay. the idea is that you take you take something that happened to you on the internet and then you put it on the, you, you, or not on the internet, you take something that happened to you, a stalker, some weird incident then in real life where some creepy shit happened involving other people, not like supernatural stuff. Yeah. And you put it on this like subreddit. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of times people will verify the like really popular ones. But there's actually a guy from Sacramento who does a podcast all about that stuff. And it's like really good actually. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go on that. That seems I mean, that seems cool. I th- that's I, I just have like a weird I, I don't know if it's just like a fear of Reddit. Just because I know that like Reddit can be incredibly toxic and yeah. awful. That's why that podcast is good because it filters that. Does it filters it? for you. You know okay. what I mean? Like it like filters the stuff for you. Yeah. See, uh, and that and that stuff to me is more terrifying than cryptid iconography or whatever. Yeah, because I forget what the subreddit that people post stories like that in. It's like a different thing or whatever. Huh. Yeah. Let's not meet. Yeah, I'll look it up because I love a good scary Let's story. Yeah, I, I listen to it every week. It always comes out every Monday. And like I said, Sacramento person, so it's always fun to be like, oh, like this person yeah, from Sacramento is doing this. Is it know? a successful podcast? I think so. His name, uh, he always he, he has like sponsorships from like Shutter and Raycon and stuff oh, like that. So good he's doing for him. good. He's doing good. Andrew Tate is his name. Andrew Tate. Yeah. We should get on uh, his podcast. You should. I would love to read a story on that. Andrew Tate, if you're listening, put us on your podcast. <laughs> JK, yeah, yeah. nobody listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> this is us talking into the void. Um, but if you are if listening to this, I definitely didn't call you nobody. JK, LOL. Um, God, I've been doing that thing so many times today, and I don't know why. JK, LOL. No, the, like the tongue click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like suck, what is it called? Sucking your teeth? Sucking your teeth, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you ever man. suck a tooth? <laughs> you ever suck a tooth? Ew, that sounds so gross. I hate that. Um, I'm excited to get dentures one day. That's going to be cute. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, we love, we love a good, uh, God, I am so at a loss for words or I'm so disconnected. Um, uh, it's not a crown. It's not dentures. It's a, it's like dentures, but not, it's a different term for it. 
like an implant of some kind. Yeah, I'll look it up later. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Either way. Um. Yeah, I love a, a bridge. Good... A bridge? No. No. Veneer. <laughs> veneers. Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's called veneers. Um. Yes, I love a good conspiracy. Yeah. What was another good one that I was listening to? So th- this is like a li- for me that got a little like mm, there's a few episodes on this podcast where like they talk about the crack epidemic and like as a conspiracy. And I'm like, no, queen, that's oh. the government literally trying to kill yeah, black yeah, people. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. But to me, because I do like a credibility one to ten at the end of their episodes, almost all of their episodes, there's ne- it's almost never higher than a three in plausibility. But for the crack epidemic episode, they're like, this is about a nine. Like there's yeah. there's al- there's almost no evidence that'll refute the fact that these things happened and that the government Wait. covered it up and they intentionally chose all that stuff. So I'm happy that they at least weren't shitty white people about it and were just like, Well, really, there's nothing really to go off of, and I believe the government's telling the truth. Like, okay, yeah, sure, Jan. No thanks. <laughs> um How boring, Jan. Yeah, just like, girl, we don't need that. They're not going to give you coupons for licking boots, queen. We're we're good. We don't need that. Um what was the other one? Um oh, what is her name? Is it uh Dor- Dorothy Kilgallen? Hold on. Yes, is this right? Yes, this is her. Oh, cool. Okay. I know very little about her life in general. Oh, can you hear me still? Yeah. I know very little about her life in general, um apart from what I'd learned from the podcast, but she was on like What's My Line? She was a uh, I guess she got her first writing gig at Newsweek. Um, she was like a credited journalist, um, American journalist. She had a lot of like ties. She knew, I guess Frank Sinatra hated her because she was like trying to uncover his ties to the mafia and subsequently the mafia's ties to the government and how they're kind of all working together and like helping cops and all that. She was trying to dismantle that shit early on, which we love to see. Um, and I guess we do love to see that. We love to see. So this conspiracy with her is essentially did the government kill her for investigating the assassination of John F. Kennedy? Mm-hmm. So they did an episode on her and an episode of, on JFK, and they both intertwined. Anyways, it's very good because she, I guess, broke a story initially that uh, implicated the JFK brothers in an affair with Marilyn Monroe, and she was the first to report it in a public forum or in a public platform on a public platform. And so she started getting all these threats and she was like, I'm going to break the story. She's like, I'm convinced that um, Oswald didn't kill JFK and that um, it was a Jack Kirby who killed Oswald. Jack Kirby was uh, hired by the government or like all this stuff. It's all. Yeah. Again, I don't want to sound wacky on this podcast uh, to some degree, but there's a lot of evidence that stacks against the government in this way where it's like, it's, feels pretty obvious that like she was murdered because she was found after she had publicly um printed the story about monroe i think it was like within the week was when monroe was found dead yeah really yeah yeah. and she was found dead having overdosed or it was like a deadly concoction of alcohol and barbiturates in um where was she at she was in tahoe right was she i think so Yeah, yeah i remember where she was she in tahoe I thought she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not looking at it right now because I really don't want to be. Um, I don't want to be incorrect. Yeah, I thought she was found in her home. I thought so too. Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why did I think Tahoe? That was really weird. I was like, that's a really, that's a, that's a big stretch. That or not a big stretch, <laughs> but like that, that seems out of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe. 
Um, no, but so, so she was found in her home in sort of the very same way that um, Dorothy Kilgallen was found in her home after uh, having a deadly concoction of alcohol and barbiturates. So it seems like that was a fun um, way to kill people at the time, to frame it as if it were just an accidental death, which is incredibly convenient um, for somebody who is trying to shed light on something that felt very uh, mm-hmm. insidious. I love the word insidious. Oh, I love it. There's a conspiracy. She died in Tahoe and was moved to her home. In Los no Angeles. way. They're, they're, I, I knew that was in my brain somewhere. I was okay. like, why did I think that? Do you have more info <laughs> on that? What What else is that about? Uh, well, it says, it says right here that at the Cal Neva Resort Casino on the North Shore of Lake Tahoe, uh, regaling tourists with tales of the glory years from 1960 to 1963. This place, this was the place the Rat Pack called their home away from home, straddling the border of Nevada and California at Upper Taste of Sin City. Cabin number four is where Dean Martin, Bobby Kennedy, Sammy Davis Jr., JFK, anyone who's close personal friend of Frank would stay in that cabin. Number four, uh, in cabin number four, Marilyn Monroe used to stay in cabin number three. It was known as the girls' cabin. I was sitting with Frank outside, bung- outside Frank's bungalow when a limousine pulls up and a gorgeous woman. Yes, so they think that she was she was um, killed by the mob there, and then moved to her home in Los Angeles. No shit. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I remember thinking that I remember I was like, why would I have that idea in my brain? And so I like Googled Marilyn Monroe Lake Tahoe, and it was like the first thing that came up. Huh. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's that's wild. I would like to read more about that. That seems um, yeah. interesting. Yeah, they did. They uh, they did an episode on Tupac too, which I thought was cool. Yeah, just the conspiracy that he's still alive and living in Cuba. That was on um, on that dark side of podcast. It like rolled over to the next episode before I could switch it, and they were doing '90s hip hop, and it's like the two whitest sounding people in the world being like the East Coast West Coast rivalry. Like, oh Tupac yeah, Shakur was riding in his car, like, and I was like, oh my god, like this is not who I want to hear talk about this. Yeah, them <laughs> talking about gang gang relations, and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very yeah. It's yeah, just the, the whitest version of the story. Oh yeah, completely the whitest like, retelling. The, the West Coast rappers thought they didn't get the respect the East Coast rappers did. <laughs> like in, gonna... in any event, it's what they would call at the time beef. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, pretty much. They yeah, had yeah. street beef with each other. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay, all right, yeah. surely get off the clock. Yeah, please. Please, yeah. please get you need, off. You need to clock out and go home. We're we're yeah. we're done. <laughs> Man, what other good ones? Obviously, there's the moon conspiracy, which we love. Yeah, which that the moon is flat. I... that the moon is flat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's I, I um related to that. I just rewatched The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Sleep. And that's that's obviously very related to the moon conspiracy because you know there's the whole thing about The Shining being all about him. It's like, yeah, it's like his apology. It's like him cryptically (laughs) apologizing for lying to the American public with the moon landing. That's the craziest thing ever. If you've ever seen that documentary, Room 237. Yeah. Yes. I I loved it. I loved Room (laughs) 237. It's good because it's like crazy people, and you're like, oh, like you're really unstable, like like in like a weird way. Yes. So. To that effect, I mean, there are some relatively compelling points in it, but for the most part, it just felt very like, not all over the place, but very, very, um, it didn't really hold much weight apart from hearsay. So to me, them sort of, quote unquote, exposing these big things in this documentary, I was like, this is just great to watch. Like, 
I'm oh, I'm enjoying yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving all of this theoretical nonsense. Um, I'm on board. Like, tell me the rest. I'm so yeah. like, I would love to hear the rest of this story. I think if Kubrick had never put um, Danny Torrance in an Apollo 11 sweatshirt, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Yes. Like, and that's a hundred percent what made people go like, wait, why is he doing, why is he wearing that sweatshirt? That weird knitted sweatshirt. That's yeah. Apollo 11 on it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, the, and that's pretty much, and, and, and I've been on record a lot. I that I don't even like the shining really at all. Like the, the movie. Really? Yeah. I don't like it at all. Why? Uh, the big tell me, part tell of me is, exactly why you don't like it. And then why you're wrong. A big part of it is Jack Nicholson's performance, I think, is really a bad, bad version of that character. Ooh, go off. Did you read the book? Because, because, because I'm a huge Stephen King fan, right? Okay. I love Stephen King. Um, and I think that book is great. great. It's not his best book, but it's a great book. And it's it's about a character that is, you know, the character of Jack Torrance, right, is supposed to be a tragedy. He's supposed to be a guy that's that has screwed up in the past, is trying to make up for who he is, right? Yeah. But isn't off kilter and isn't kind of weird and isn't kind of... It's As he gets crazier and crazier, he's supposed to be a tragic dude. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's supposed to be a guy that is... Um, his descent into madness is supposed to be something that you feel bad about. And in that movie, the way that Jack Nicholson plays him, it's like, he's like crazy from the start. Like, immediately, you're like... This guy's weird. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like it's supposed to be a normal dude that, as you see him become more and more unhinged, it's like disturbing. Yeah, you're and, you're, and, you're seeing a gen a generally um, level headed person descending into madness. Not like yeah, but you know what? And I don't mean this in like a negative way, but I feel like that's just Jack Nicholson's face. Well, like, well, and, I mean that's <laughs> and. That that to me is it's like the downfall of him as an actor because he started playing into this particular type yes. from that point forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like see, where it's see. like, oh, like he's always that crazy guy. Cause, yeah, because to me, even seeing him genuinely smiling in a in a pleasant way uh, feels, and I'm gonna use the word again, insidious. Um, but again, that could just be hindsight. Like what I think of Jack Nicholson is sort of insidious character work. Like a little wild, a little scary, a little evil. Like that's just a lot of his characters to me. So maybe now, whenever I just see him physically smile, generally, I'm just like, "Oh, you look scary." You're weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that just might be because, like you said, it's a lot of his roles he's known for are acting a little the crazy guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and and, and that's my big criticism with it is that his casting was just a weird choice. But, you know, because like I said, it is supposed to be you know like. The hotel is supposed to bring out the dark part of him, and and they go over that in Doctor Sleep too, where they're like, the the hotel took the dark parts of your dad, who is an otherwise good person, and amplified yeah. them to a degree that was not, you know, that that pushed him over the edge. And Jack Nicholson's performance is not that at all. Like he's pretty uh, unhinged from the start, so it's kind of like those days where it's like, oh, like you know, yeah. Which is what? Wait, so you read the book? Yeah, I are okay. I have not read the book. In the I read both of them. In The Shining and subsequently Dr. Sleep, when we get those glimpses of the guy and then the other guy in a dog suit giving the guy a blowjob, they're a gay couple in the book, right? I um I don't remember exactly because that that isn't one of the parts that stuck out to me, believe okay. it or not. But but Who, I, maybe it was Eric telling me about this that like in the book 
fuck, I don't want to just like espouse some bullshit that's like has no <laughs> grounds in any sort of writing. But from what maybe I made this up. Oh my god, maybe I'm making this up. I'm writing right now, guys. No, um, <laughs> but from what I understand in whatever f- factless uh, backing I'm going to talk right now <laughs> um those two characters in the book like one works at the hotel and one the other guy is his boyfriend and he like I comes to the like... hotel just to like visit or something and then the guy who works at the hotel is an asshole to him and like loves degrading him in front of others as a way that's like yeah, a that non-consexual kink and then that the moment familiar. with the dog costume yeah. he like makes him wear the dog costume as a means to make it's... him sub or whatever I think it's the hotel owner actually it's, it's like a owner. former hotel owner oh. yeah 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 because okay. that's that's starting to ring a bell now because it's because of the whole like weird weird uh degrade degradation well, aspect of it yeah well because because to <laughs> me i'm just like because from what i understand it's like a non-consensual degradation which is just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. mess but also i love that the movie and again it was what was it 70 like 8 78 uh, the movie's 80, I believe. 80. Like, exactly 80. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the idea that this one moment we get a glimpse of these two characters and nowhere else in the film, uh, th- one of the most reviling and scary aspects is that they're both men. <laughs> like, oh, my <laughs> God, they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Not gay stuff. Uh. Yeah. And then he's a furry? Oh, my God. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so it's just it just seems like such a, a funny, like bizarre turn of just um making gays scary or equating yeah. fear with uh homosexuality well, well i mean and that's a, a weird difference between the um the novel and the movie right is it's like in the novel when you have that context it like makes it a weirdly different thing because you're like this is weird like it's this is dis- disturbing like yeah to, to see it. but then in the movie it's just played up as like what like like it's, you know like it's it's, like a, it's more a of a conf- it's it's more of a confusing vignette in the in the book in a way that like oh well we know those characters this is just a weird situation whereas in the movie it's i don't know who these people are and why is he a dog costume but why is he giving him a blowjob what is happening yeah 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 dr sleep the movie it's, was pretty solid though i did enjoy it yeah i liked it a lot it was it was it was phenomenal because like, because I, I like that book a lot too and, and like i was saying in our group chat i was like I think it shows King's evolution as like a storyteller because it's more concerned about the trauma of the character, right? And yeah. how what happened to him affected the rest of his life, and how that and that and how that in turn will affect other people unless he changes what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I love. And, and, and... No, what were you saying? Okay. No, the actor who played um, opposite Ewan McGregor. Yeah. She was fantastic. Like she fantastic. was, yeah, she yeah. was so good. Really good. I I loved just the, I guess the connectedness, or like rather, it's an acknowledgement of the shining that they had and existed and like connected in that way, where like they could talk to each yeah. other from afar. I was like, this is a great. I I really love what's happening because I didn't read Doctor Sleep either. I yeah. I mean, uh, canonically, good I do not, not read, so <laughs> uh, it is definitely fun to watch. Especially like doing the um, recreating the scenes and also recreating the whole hotel, like yeah, all of the phenomenal. like all the sets. 
I will say that the, the like differences in, in between like they made improvements to that story as opposed to you know what I mean like detracting uh, from it. Yeah, because 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 you know at the end of the Shining spoilers at the end of the Shining book spoilers the hotel burns down right it gets burned to the ground yeah and so in in the book Doctor Sleep which is a sequel to, to that book they're literally just having the final battle in the cinders and or in the like remains of the hotel. Like it's not like a fully realized hotel and it's like, it's, it's like just what's left of it you oh, know no I mean? in the snow. And it's like, that's not nearly as visually interesting as being in the hotel again and like, like living and like walking through the hallways and doing all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Literally like, recreating more it. Interesting. And yeah. then also casting lookalikes for all the actors. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking wild. They yeah. got a really it, it, good Shelley Duvall. At the end of the book, it's so funny. Like, literally, Eve, uh, Ewan McGregor's character and Jack, yeah. literally just just push Rose off of a cliff. Like that's the that's how she dies. <laughs> oh my god! And then and then as they leave, like Jack waves, <laughs> like peacefully as they like leave. It's like really bizarre. In the book. Yeah! 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 Oh. Yeah! Yeah, you and McGregor's uh, Danny doesn't die in the uh, Doctor Sleep book at the end of it. Unlike this, unlike the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, but, but I thought it was great because it hits all the emotional beats of the book. It hits it hits the emotional story, you know. Because the best scene in the movie um, and in the book too is the AA scene where he's up there and he's talking about like like this is what my dad wanted. Like, like I sat and saw my dad with one of these chips and he was trying to be a better person for me and my mom and all that stuff. That's like the best scene in the whole movie because it's like really like the most emotionally complex thing where he's like trying to, to reconcile like everything that happened to him and then also talk about like, I understand now like why he was so fucked up for a long time and like, 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 like all that stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, a really yeah. good scene. Yeah. It's also like a nice expositive scene without it being incredibly ham fisted. Like it's not, you're getting a very clear picture of like the residual trauma of having grown up with Jack Nicholson as your dad or the character or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all of that, but also dealing with your own stuff and like trying your best to, to be better. Yeah. So you're hearing him essentially explain what he's doing in this movie in a way that doesn't feel like, oh, he's just explaining his character. <laughs> you know what this I mean? This is the theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not. It's 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 exposition without being so like, oh, this is bad writing. <laughs> like, yeah. you. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's not. It's a. It's definitely a show not tell moment when it could have been a just a tell moment. Yeah, completely, and yeah. and that's what I think because because. Uh, Mike Flanagan, who did the, you know, who adapted it and then uh, directed it is like, he's like absolutely phenomenal. Like he's like the King guy now. He's like the Stephen King guy now. Is he? <laughs> After uh, Gerald's Game and Dr. Sleep. What uh, what else did he do? Like, like I said, he did Gerald's Game and Dr. Sleep. Those are the King things he's done that have both been really good. Did he do The Outsider? He didn't, but that oh. show was, was really good. That show was good. <laughs> um, I do. But he also did. He did Haunting a Hill House, which is its king, but that's also very good. You know Wait, I mean? he the, did that. the Netflix, the Netflix yes, revival? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, he did that. that was yeah. great. So, so, so and I think if you know that and you watch Doctor Sleep, you can see the parallels of like, oh, I see how these are very similar as far as the, the oh. tone and the style. Well, tone and style, but also specifically going to a haunted house as yeah, as an action. Yeah, like, yeah. you you have all trauma, this. Trauma from a haunted place. Yes, like, exactly. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but also just as a means of like, 
familial trauma or like residual childhood trauma and the way that you yeah. try to not necessarily Same exercise it, but like you try to cope and to live with that trauma. And then the literal replacing yourself within that trauma in the haunted house being like a surrogate yeah. for your own personal shit. Um, it was, yeah, it's, it's very, it's the same with, it's the same with Oculus, which he also did, which I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't. Um, that, that's really good as well. And he did that too, which it's literally about two kid, two, uh, kids who saw their, their dad go crazy and their oh. mom go crazy because of a mirror, because a haunted mirror. And they're going back to the house and back to the mirror and like trying to defeat this haunted thing that ruined their entire lives. That's his like thing is the wow. like trauma. And supernatural mixed together. <laughs> that's actually that's fun. Yeah. Damn, haunting a hill house was so fun. Oh yeah, it's really good. I love that. Like that one the, episode that's just like a teleplay. Like it's yeah, it's like well, the, the episode the episode five is the one that people talk about where it's all the long takes. Yes. And it's the like funeral one where they're yes. all in a funeral home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it, really it, it's like you're watching a stage play. Like yeah. that, like that. You're seeing the young actors going from like these adjoining sets the young actor yeah. walking into the other room and now it's the adult actor. You're like, this is so great. Like what a good, what a good episode. And also the placement of like scary shit in the background was so smart. Yeah. Yeah. What a good, really what a good show. That's no. why I'm excited. The season two is supposed to be out sometime this year. Haunting a Hill House. Haunting, it's called the Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, that's right. Because it's a different, it's like anthology as opposed to an, yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's turn of the screw instead of, um, Haunting Hill House. Oh, okay. Same author, but, um, you know. Well, didn't they just remake The Turning of the Screw? Yeah, it was really bad with, with, um, the, with the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. And yeah. Um, who was there? It's uh, John Krasinski's wife. Was she in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah I think so. What's yeah, her yeah. name? It was, it, it was just called The Turning. The Turning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, to some degree, I'm like, I'm on board, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of those scary movie remakes are flops. I was expecting Doctor Sleep to not be good, and when it was, like, decently good, I was like, oh, this is, I'm happy about that. Again, yeah. coming, I'm bringing no nostalgic baggage to it, because I haven't read the stories. I know nothing about yeah. it apart from it's a sequel, and I like The Shining, so I'm like, fuck me up, Ewan McGregor's in this, let's go, he's cute, I want to watch it. There was a ton of Dark Tower references in it too, which made me very excited. Oh yeah, you're a big Dark Tower boy. <laughs> Where all of a sudden they would say something and I go, "Oh yeah, like I know what that is." Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Or like, or like little things where it's like the Tet Corporation uh, or like Tet Transportation on the bus or the like baseball kid. His jersey was 19. Those are all like Dark Tower references where I'm like, "Oh, I get it." Like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like a lot of stuff like that. Okay, I need to read the Dark Tower. I guess they're great. Uh, they're they're a really interesting, strange series of books. Which I'm going through that podcast, so it's kind of like rereading it almost because because they're literally going by chapter by chapter talking about it. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like reading it, and it's like really fun to revisit that world. So cool, man. I guess I have Especially to... as a big as a big King fan, it's like because because it ties into everything. Like there there are references to Dark Tower and everything. Well, King also, related. isn't Dark Tower the series of all King series? Like, isn't it like the big totem of king yeah it's it's like the centerpiece right it's, everything branches off from there yeah it's like the yeah. marvel what was the last marvel movie uh in game end game it's like end game but yeah. for stephen king yeah kind around. of yeah 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 because from what i understand what like i i mean i don't want to spoil the end for anybody who hasn't read it cuz i also haven't read it but doesn't like pennywise i mean pennywise is in other things but he comes back 
And then there's also like, doesn't Stephen King meet himself or like the character in Dark he Tower does. meets yeah, yeah. Stephen King or something? So, so they like, yeah, they have to save him from getting hit by that car that he actually got hit by in 1999. Because because he, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. No. <laughs> yeah, they they, they, oh. they have to save. They have to save him from getting because because so if you don't know Stephen King in 1999, he got hit by a person um, while he was walking. Yeah. So he got hit by a car while he was like, just like walking down the road or whatever. Yeah. And they have to actually save him from dying, <laughs> so that he can finish the story and that they can reach the tower. It's like this whole weird metaphysical so so thing. So it's some spaceballs bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh yeah. my which, god! Which I, I I love that shit where it's like, oh my god, oh. like he's it's like it's like there's like weird super textual like fucking like. See, as much as I love that, that I feel like would completely take like, oh no, our author is dying. We need to save him so we know how the story ends. Like, girl, write better. <laughs> like, what is that? Well, I, it, it's really it's it's so weird because it's like. It's so hard to explain because with all this Dark Tower stuff, it's it's like so like meta like to his universe and like everything. It's like the it's the fucking linchpin. It's the the stone in the middle of the fucking you know of the oh. arch where it's like if you take this out, like everything else is gonna fall down. So it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, it's so bizarre. That's interesting. I love it though, but it's so weird. How many books are there? Eight. Seven. Seven. Oh, actually, eight, eight, eight. Yeah, because because so went to the keyhole is. It's like a continue. It's like a weird. It came out years later, huh. and it's like this weird middle lodge thing, and it's like a flashback story. So it's kind of like whatever. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll read it. I don't know. I feel like I say that all the time, but I have so many books that I'm like in the middle of. It's great. It, it's. It, I can always. I can always recommend it because it's. You know. It's. It's western. It's horror. It's sci-fi. It's fantasy. Yeah. It's, Weird metafiction. It's like all these things wrapped into one thing. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. I mean, it's only a million three hundred fifty-eight thousand words, so that's not bad. It's not you bad. Know, Pretty you, easy. You just honestly. count it down. You can just count it down, you're and then be like, you know what? I've only got five hundred thousand words to go, <laughs> so I might as well fucking. <laughs> yeah. At that point, you're living on a prayer, so it's like chill. Yeah. But I yeah maybe I'll read it. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But is Stephen King problematic? He is, right? Um, I feel like, so if you, like, say if you read, so if you read the first Dark Tower book, right, which was written in 1979. Yeah. You, the way that he writes women is not the most flattering, but it's also not the worst at the same time. Well... And I and I think you see as you go along in the books, he's like, oh, like he's getting more of an idea of how to do this. You know what I mean? Like he's getting more of an idea of how to actually write these stories in an effective way, and not to make his women one-dimensional characters, <laughs> and also just not to be a complete misogynist. Which, well, and and, and like in, in a way, I don't blame him because the first Star Trek book, he's 19 years old writing that. He's a 19 year old in 1979 writing a book that has. Uh, a cowboy in it and women. So it's kind of like what those things where it's like, oh, like I can see where you're, you're like, gonna fuck this up in some in some way. Yeah. See, I might actually have a big problem trying to go to get to yeah, that. Yeah. I might really Which, struggle. And, and you know what? And the the way that I think that it's problematic, and I, I don't mind putting this on record, is that it's it doesn't pass the test of like, do any of these women have any motivation outside of 
men. You know what I mean? Oh, like it's that yeah. it's that kind of writing. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not an issue where it's like, you know, it's like he, you know they're like characterized as as you know less than. It's just one of those things where it's like they have no motivation outside of the men in the story. Yeah, <laughs> like so it's so it's, and and it's just at that point it's. A, it's less problematic and more shitty writing. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like, you're 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 just exemplifying a patriarchal narrative, and therefore any women yeah. within the story are only really there to serve yeah. the narrative of the male characters, or exactly, specifically yeah. a and, male and, character. And then I'll say in the next book, he he writes a character that is a uh, a female POC disabled woman, and it's my favorite character in all the books. And he oh, writes okay. her really effectively. So it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, like you know, like you learned a lot in. Because it's like almost ten years between the first and the second book. It's like in like ten years, you've learned a lot of how to write people oh, finally, good. like <laughs> with actual motivation and actual things that they want to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, it's huh. it's a really weird thing. Should I do audiobooks? I I you know, I wanted to get an Audible subscription. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling it because like I'm I love just putting on podcasts and spending my time because like. I think getting stuck watching TV can sometimes be a, a snore. So like just putting yeah. on that and Wait. then like doing chores or something feels good. Yeah. So maybe I'll yeah. do it. All. Yeah. Eric was talking about it, about doing it. Maybe I'll do it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like some audiobooks. Um, cause I, cause I used to have an audible subscription. Uh huh. Um, and I kind of want to re up it again since I have more time to listen to stuff at, um, at your work. job uh, at my job. My ding dang job. Your job. Yeah, and and um, I'm trying to pull up my Audible account right now to see which ones I have in there because I have some Dark Tower ones in here that I haven't listened to yet. Ooh. I have one through four that I haven't even listened wow. to. Go on. I, I I listen to like Nosferatu on there and stuff like that. Like it, it just depends on who's reading it, you know. Yeah, because that's who's a, really doing it. Yeah, you know? that's a super effective. Like, yeah, I, if it's the wrong narration or the wrong narrator, it can totally take you out of. Yeah. yeah, and I've always heard that that the Dark Tower ones are good. Okay, yeah, uh, I feel I I feel like when casting for that narration, they're gonna really suss out what does and does not work. Yeah, you know, at least you'd hope, because I mean, as an investment, this is a a product for sale, so they want to get the best return on that product, so Standing make it the best sky. possible. Oh, play it! I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm really annoyed that the shitty image on here is of the movie poster for the Dark Tower. For the gunslinger, oh, it's for the movie, for the awful movie that they made. Yeah, that's fine. Wait, play it, play the voice. I want to hear the voice. Okay, hold on. Let, let me go to her apart. Ooh, he's British. The gunslinger led his mule past them and looked into the dim depths of the barn. Dim depths. One lamp glowed sunkenly. A shadow jumped and flickered as a gangling old man in bib overalls forked loose Timothy Hay into the halo. I want bib overalls. <laughs> One thing I love about King is that um, if you are looking to improve your writing skills as far as description. He does a great job. Oh, my God. He's the best at really? it because he will over describe everything. <laughs> I, I hearing about second the... only to Tolkien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like um, from what I understand is his writing process, though, where he'll yeah. like he'll write a story, put it away for a year. He won't look at it, won't revise it, and then he'll come back and be like, oh, what is this thing? It's like yeah. forgetting that he wrote it just so he can be objective about revising it. And his his book on writing is really good if you haven't read that either, and you're also going to want to write. That book's really good as well. Is it? Yeah. Um, it, well, because it's just his 
philosophies on writing and a lot of the things that he does. Like one of my favorite things that he does that I think is an effective tool is that he'll intentionally write his characters into situations that he doesn't have an idea of how they're going to get out of. And yeah. it has to come back to it and go like, how do they get out of this? And then force himself to be creative and be like, well, see, you that's, know, like, uh, that's my favorite effective way of to, to write television. Like the most for me, compelling shows are when they don't know if they're getting picked back up for another season. So yeah. the end of the season is very complex and rough and like, well, this is kind of a finality, but also if it gets picked back up, we got to write out of it. And then seeing how, when the shows inevitably do get picked back up, how you write yourself out of that corner. Like yeah, those yeah. to me are the most effective and most compelling too, because it seems damn near impossible. But then the fun, the fun ways of getting out of like this person murdered somebody, what's going to happen next time. And then yeah. like, yeah, how is this person going to evade a uh, trial or whatever? Like, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, he and 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 he, he's one of those writers that does that, and and that's why he's like one of my favorites because it's just like he he does stuff like that, and he'll you know um, challenge himself to be like, how do I give these people a real true challenge that I can't even figure out right now? Yeah, like 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 that that's such an effective tool in your writer's toolbox. Would you say he's yeah. king? Oh, I would say he's he's the Stephen King, even oh, though I think is oh wow. <laughs> Even even though I think his like son's a better writer, he's still my favorite writer. Ooh, go off, slam so, dude! I'll go off all day. <laughs> Sl- slander the family name. At at least his son knows how to end a fucking story. I mean, that's not something that I was gonna bring up, but yeah, the ending of the Outsider was not good. Oh yeah, it's not at all. Like <laughs> if if the show <laughs> is if the show is telling like about how the end, like if the show is any sort of what is what am I trying to say? I am mumbling. If the show did the book justice in the way that it told that story, that ending is bad. Yeah, it's well, cause, like a lot of the things just like fizzle out a lot of the time, right? Yeah, Where there's like, no, oh, there's like, no, a- there's no apex of action. It's just like yeah. the monster dies, and then they go about their day and be like, one day it might come back. It might credits. Like what? What? Yeah. Like that's so boring. And for something yeah. like The Outsider, that's so compelling and scary, and like. Oh my god! Though that those that, that first episode of Outsider is fuck. Oh my god! Up, oh, yeah, yeah. That first like, well, the the episode, the first episode itself was so thrilling, but even like yeah. the subsequent episodes, or at least the episodes with um Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. I was gonna say Derulo, but yeah. I know that's not right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jason Derulo. You were thinking of cats. Not I was outsider. thinking of cats. I'm so sorry, y'all. I was thinking of his TikTok. No, but um, uh, yeah, like what what a bizarre start to a story, and then he's like gone, and you're like, what the fuck is this show? Like, what's well, such a good hook, right? To be like, this guy's accused of this horrific crime, and it is horrific. Yeah, like the detail, and that, and that's what King does a lot. It's like horrific details of a crime or well, something that's happening that you're like, oh my god, like. <laughs> well, well, with the show specifically showing like he's on trial, he he seems innocent. Everybody seems to think he's innocent, but they're intercutting yeah. that with like video of him covered in blood, like yeah. getting in a van and looking so. And I'll say it again, insidious. Yes, <laughs> looking so disgusting and scary. Yeah, but like that scene. Ooh. Of, 
of when when he's walking out of the woods and there's that kid there and looking at him yes. and he, his whole his whole vibe in that scene is like whoa bud it's, like what the hell's going on here it's terrifying and that's what yeah. i mean that's why it was so compelling and then um what's her name the detective her character oh, was yeah. just great yeah incredible that's just a great character story. in a couple different books too yes she's like yeah. that character is a recurring yeah, the mr mercedes books mr mercedes like yeah, yeah yeah mr mistopheles Mr. Stoppolis. Oh, God. He revived the cats again. Yeah. <laughs> cats is canonically a king property, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cats Angela exist. The cats exist in the Dark Tower universe. Yeah. Fact. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Canon. yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, and, and one of my favorite things about King as a writer, and, and I, I don't know if this is a good idea or not most of the time, is that he will never say, he will never ever say, he drank a soda, right? He'll say he drank a Coca-Cola. Like he has to name drop real life things in all of his fucking stories. It's never they watched a movie. It's they watched um, they watched Maximum Overdrive or something like that. Like he will never. He's so brand specific and has to name drop everything in his writing, and it's so bizarre. That's funny. And when you and when you notice it, you can't unnotice it. One of those things where you're like, man, like. He really had to say Texaco. He couldn't say yeah. they stopped at a gas station. Like, <laughs> well, I think I think part of that is just painting the picture more. I I, I like that. I like being like, oh, they watched a movie. I mean, it's well, a good what thing. movie was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but then a lot of times, what's cool is he'll work that into the text, or at least the like the um, narrative of the text, where it's like, oh, what does it mean? What does it mean that they're watching Wizard of Oz? Like, why are they watching that kind oh, of thing? Oh, yeah. And then. Later on, they'll be like, "Oh, that's why." Like, <laughs> yeah, you you implement some sort of like piece of pop cultural ephemera as a way to like yeah. explain or sort of compare narratives. Where it's like, if yeah. this structurally is a rip, so it's like if in Snowpiercer, one of the kids was watching Wizard of Oz or uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on the TV, you'd be yes. like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. this makes perfect sense." Like, yeah, great yeah. movie, great movie, but um. Yeah, just narratively, it's incredibly similar. So if you're playing off those tropes, it's yeah, it's a fun like Easter egg type thing. I want to rewatch this. Is now the writing podcast? Yeah, I guess so. Jesus Christ, look (laughs) at us! I do want to rewatch Snowpiercer before the show comes out. The show is out. No, it's the the first season of the show's done. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Really? Yes, hundred percent. What platform is it on? It's on TNT. Characters welcome. Yeah, characters welcome. I only see it because AEW, which is a wrestling show, is on TNT, so I see advertisements for it all the time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, eight eight episodes already out. Who the fuck am I? Like, I actually know ten episodes out already. What a mess. You know what? It just finished this week. Really? Okay, I'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch (laughs) it. I'm gonna watch it. That's just what I'm gonna do. You know what I am watching? That's incredible. What's up? I may destroy you. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Um, what's her name? Let me look it up. Um, she wrote uh, Chewing Gum, and she was on Chewing Gum. Did you watch Chewing Gum? No. If you haven't watched Chewing Gum, it's so funny. Oh, my God. What is up with my device right now? Um, it's a comedy drama on HBO. Michaela Cole. God damn it. Yes. Michaela Cole. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's such a good – like, it's – so she's writing from like a, an experience that she had, but also just as a writer, she's fucking great. And then also she's, I believe, directing it and starring in it. 
So like it looks like it, yeah. Yeah, so like writer, director, and star of this fantastic show about um vi- uh, sexual violence. It's it's so good. And also it's like hello queer too that I didn't I didn't expect it to be as queer as it is and like it's just I'm I'm so in. It's really great. If you're not watching it, HBO Max, I'm not trying to like plug this cuz I just I like I'm not getting paid not for it spo- also. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. Um but HBO Max is kind of like it. Like they're the I don't know, they have yeah. a ton of cool stuff and Michaela Cole is just if you haven't watched Chewing Gum, she is so funny. It's such a good show. But this show is also canonically fantastic. Um, yeah, so if, if there's anybody listening to this podcast, uh, go watch I May Destroy You. I think it's I think its seventh episode is airing on Sunday. I'm only five episodes in, um, so I need to watch the sixth episode. But um, it is gorgeous. It's a great show. It's great. It's a good I'm show. It's a great. Nodding good show. my head again, which is a bad idea. <laughs> I know it sounds like you're. I'm just like talking at you, and you're like, I'm just like not responding. I'm like, I'm like, when is he gonna stop? Like, yeah, when is he gonna stop talking? I need him to stop talking <laughs> to me right now. But we are at like an hour and twenty five minutes. I'm probably gonna go watch a movie of some kind. What movie? I don't know yet. I need to pick one out. I have a whole stack of things I haven't watched yet. Ooh, go off. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, it was nice talking to you. It was great talking to you guys. I haven't talked to you guys vocally in like, oh my god, it's been so long. It's been weeks. It's been over a month. I know. Yeah. It's been over a month for sure. Since the against me episode. Yeah. What a weird like. What is time? Thank you. This has been the Lousy Advice <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> what is time? <laughs> um, we awesome. will. Uh, talk to you guys later. Thank you for being here. Da da ba da ba ba. Wee! <laughs> <laughs>